0: Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, this is Charger Rundown, I'm Reagan Ganschieski.
1: And I'm Ryan Sellers, with all things Hillsdale Charger Athletics.
0: So this week we are bringing on a extra special guest, another one of my teammates, Madison Rathbun. But first... The Charger baseball team ended up going 1-3 this past weekend against Cedarville, winning the final game 7-3. Lewis Beals led the way with a monster performance and ended up with three home runs, including a grand slam as the Chargers snapped a five-game losing streak. In their final meet before the championship season, the Charger men's golf team finished in seventh place at the Bill Blazer Memorial Invite in Urbana, Ohio.
1: The women's softball team swept Walsh on Sunday 5-0 and then 6-3 in eight innings. The Chargers then went on to defeat Malone on Monday 18-7. The Chargers are now eight and one in conference play. The women's tennis team battled against number thirty-two ranked Finley, but fell in the end four to three on Sunday. The Chargers are now three to two in conference and need one more win to secure a spot in postseason play. And
0: the men's tennis team fell to Finley four to three on Sunday after winning three of six singles matches in the contest.
1: At the Lee University invite, Junior Nikita Maines, who for the second straight weekend shattered her own school record with a mark of 15.34 meters and shot put, breaking her old record of 14.99 meters.
0: And coming up this week, the track and field team will head to California over the weekend for a series of invitationals. The Charger baseball team hosts Lake Erie over the weekend in a four-game series. And the Chargers softball team hosts Trevecca on Friday and Kentucky Wesleyan on Saturday in a pair of doubleheaders.
1: The men's tennis team will travel to Walsh for a Saturday matchup, and the women's tennis team will travel to Ursuline on Friday and Walsh on Saturday.
0: So, like I mentioned before, we have an extra special guest in studio, my teammate Madison Rathbun, but that's the last time I'm ever going to call her Madison or Maddie. We refer to her as Buns on the team, well... The girls do. Coach Kyle does not. Uh, Buns, how are you? I am fantastic, Reagan. Thank you so much for having me. And I, and I do want to clarify one thing. When a uh, Coach reads the lineup before games, he says, Rathburn. And it kind of throws me for a loop. He almost says it convincingly. Um, it's not Rathburn. No. Everybody
2: seems to like to put the extra R, which doesn't make sense because I think Rathbun is so much more fun. Yeah. But – they like to have that second R in there. And he's been on this kick of this whole Miss mm-hmm. Rathburn. I'm <sighs> going to be a teacher, so like I got to get used to it. But it's like, I don't know where he just pulls it out of his back. Out of left field.
0: Out of left field. Mm-hmm. And
1: folks, that's softball.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, Buns, we're, we're bringing on the podcast. We uh, had, or the radio show, I should say. We had three games this weekend. We won all three. And uh, you had a crazy performance during uh, the Walsh game. The second Walsh game, it took us into eight innings, two home runs. The first one, prominent, uh, gives mm. us the 2 nothing lead over Walsh. Um, they end up tying it up 2-2, uh, I think in the sixth or, or, or something like that. And so we end up going into extra innings after we hold them in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, and... They, let's, I guess I'll preface at the bottom of the eighth, or the top of the eighth, how this all comes about. Uh, they're bullpen catchers kind of talking a little smack out there in left field. I hear it. I talk back. um, I come in. I tell the team. We cheer. And then uh, we have two outs. It looks like maybe we're not going to score. One run scores. We, we we generate a run. We generate another run. And then you send a shot that just kind of puts the nail in the coffin. Uh, what are you thinking up to bat uh, in that that last at bat before when before you hit that home run?
2: Well, for starters, as a history major, I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to say it was the shot heard around the field. <laughs> <laughs> there um, it is, and that's history, folks. So <laughs> honestly, that at bat, I don't think I was. I think I had the least amount of brain I've ever had. Mm-hmm. The previous at-bat where I had the first home run, the walk-up song that they were playing was Cyclone. So I was Ooh. literally singing um, that verse, mm-hmm. all, the whole entire song just going through my head, and then that the uh, pitch came in, and so I was singing that song in my head on that pitch. And then <laughs> the, uh, the second at-bat, it was like, I knew if Jenna got on, I was like, oh, great, Jenna's going to get a hit. And then, I'm going to get hit, and this is going to be great. And then, just the first pitch, and it was, was Gachenbach. Yeah, I was just You know, it was Gachenbach. So, <laughs> Elaine had been training me all week. She said, every time you hit the ball, you think Gachenbach. So,
0: I, I said. Can I jump in? Yeah.
1: Yeah, What what is this?
0: <laughs> Say, what is Gockenbach? What What
1: is Gachenbach?
0: Mm, I just wanted that sound bite. Gachenbach. <laughs> so, every week, Coach Kyle hypes up the other team's pitcher like it's uh, Jenny Finch, who's arguably one of the best softball pitchers in the world,
2: not arguably she is is the-
0: he hypes it up like it's Jenny Finch reincarnated, mm-hmm. and we're all like great. So we've been preparing for this screwball, and they they put it on the machine, and it was it was breaking about. So the way a screwball works is it comes like it's going to hit you, and at the last minute, curse for a strike, right? Mm-hmm. And we were practicing against this screwball out of the machine and it it was jumping like three, four inches. I don't, I've never seen anything like it. And we had been waiting for this pitcher and Walsh doesn't pitch her against us. Um, she didn't start that. They, she didn't start either games. And we were kind of like, give us this chick because we've been like mashing all week. Instead they pitched these very lesser slow pitchers, which worked really. It, It held us for a long time. So, They eventually put her in um, when it's 2-2 to because they're like, oh, now we'll bring in the heat. She throws hard, like low Mm 60s, and we were like, thank God. We were like cheering. I went through and I high-fived everybody in the dugout. I'm like, it's Gachenbach. This is what we have prepared for. So keep going. So you get up to bat against Gachenbach.
2: So I get to go against Gachenbach, and she had beaten me the first at bat, and I was like, I just can't let that happen again. Mm-mm. I mean, this is Gachenbach, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I think it was like the very first pitch and she wasn't throwing anything inside. It was all screwballs on the outside, which is really weird because I know. it's it's a very difficult pitch to throw consistently for a strike. And he was giving it to her, I suppose. But I'm just, I saw the first pitch
0: and then I didn't see the ball again the rest of the game. <laughs> and so that, that screwball that is throwing on the outside of the plate, she she just... Kept moving it over. I noticed that during my bat with her too. Um, and she was, so th- that looks like it's coming right down the middle and then it breaks towards the end and you end up just hitting it off the knob of your back mm. for a weak ground ball. Uh, so you did a great job on, on staying on it. You're the designated hitter, Buns, uh, which is an interesting thing that softball and baseball have where you don't have to play the field. You only hit. Um, some call it the best position in the world. Me personally, I would prefer just to field uh what is that like you only get up maybe every other inning or so how do you keep yourself in the game and and mentally prepared for those at bats I think one thing that has definitely helped with the feeling that designated
2: hitter role is the fact I'm a utility fielder Mm. so I've never really had that one position on the field that i know is mine so honestly embracing the designated hitter like that's my position now so i feel like there's some sort of ownership to it which has made it way more fun to play than any of the other positions i've dabbled in the last five years um, which has been cool because previously i would have said i only want a field mm. but i think that also comes with I didn't have the same sort of confidence that I have in the box as I do this year, which has been cool to see in myself because I can see it in other people. So it's cool to like see it in myself, too, for the first time in a long time.
1: Do you think that's just from experience or just this newfound ownership of this position?
2: Probably both because I don't think you can sort of wake up one day and... Just say, oh, yeah, this is mine, and believe it. Sure. But it's that repetition that I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. And then one day you wake up, but then you believe it. And I think that's one of those mottos that we really have working for us. Whether or not we believe it that first moment, I think we've conditioned ourselves to believe it after each pitch, after each at-bat, after each inning. There's this more and more uh, prominent belief that just – permeates our dugout and then when the other team decides to throw some shade it's like hold on you're you're not even believing in yourself and you're gonna try and tell us not to believe in us no that's not how this works
1: yeah speaking of throwing shade can we actually backtrack because Reagan you said that their bullpen catcher had (laughs) words can is there anything that you can sort of bring us into as to what happened
0: yeah, uh, talking to my teammate Buns on Charger rundown. We're uh, going back to my favorite topic here, trash talking. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm in left field, and the bullpen catcher clearly does not realize that she is one in earshot of me. Two, she is in earshot of somebody who's going into conservative media. So <laughs> I am sure gonna talk back. And and. She's probably making fun of something that's a little dumb. So I have these sliding shorts that, um, so sliding shorts are something you wear. So when you slide, you don't scrape your legs. And I got them because they were made in the USA and they come around the waistband. They say, believe in the power of you. So I just started saying this to the team and then we made this chant, believe in the power of you. And our team motto has been believe all season. And so I hear her go, to the pitcher she's warming up believe in the power of you like isn't that cheer so dumb like blah 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 like talking about how that cheer is dumb how the team's dumb and I like just see red um not because Walsh is red but because I'm like one those are my sliding shorts two that's my team that loves that chant like no so I say oh like that's my sliding shorts that you're talking about like that's why we chant that or whatever she doesn't say anything and then I said um I said don't worry I'll DM you the Amazon link afterwards so you can buy a pair and then I see her stand up and like point over to me and she's talking in the picture like whatever so then I'm like and I, it probably sound it's like it didn't like it wasn't anything like really bad but I was like I took it personally and I like was like oh so we run into the dugout or we get the third out I run in and I say I tell everybody what happened and we I go we break it down and we say we chant. I say, a "Believe in the power of you." On three, and we say, "Believe in the power of you." And like, just all turn and look at their dugout. That girl didn't shake my hand after the game.
1: <laughs> should have should have believed in the power of the two run or the two home run game from from Maddie Rathbun.
0: True, and I will admit, I was like a little like panicked because I was like, "What if I get up to bat <laughs> and?" something happened like I like get I strike out or something and then that chick comes out of nowhere and is like ha!" in your face um but that didn't happen uh Buns you're a fifth year senior on the team uh, you had this extra year because of COVID and it's a really um unique and, and a gift really to be able to take this extra year what made you decide to take your fifth year because it, you know, it, it's not like we decided to redshirt anything. We were It was a season that was cut short.
2: Yeah, so I think the number one thing is the fact that Hillsdale is a fantastic place to just continue to learn who you are, learn about the world and whatever it is that you're interested in. And it's also softball, the environment, the culture is just so unique and different. And as somebody who has been playing sports uh, since I was – less than like eight and three sports almost my entire life until college is just athletics has been a lot of who I am and what I just love to do. So to have one more year to do it myself before I get to go and encourage and inspire others to do it for themselves is something that my dad and my family and my mom and everyone thought would be a really great thing since I'm going into teaching. The teaching world is never um, in low demand. There's always a high demand for teachers. So I knew that education was going to be there. I wasn't worried about my job not happening after Mm. I graduated. So I knew that I could take this year for myself and just to learn and grow uh, as a person because now I've gotten to have so many opportunities, education, academically with my education classes and and traveling and I got to go to San Antonio a couple weeks ago and just being free to explore without the restrictions of academics and core classes and expectations in a way like I wasn't supposed to be here so the fact that I am is its own like mystery of what's going to turn out and this has been a nice year
0: And you touched on, you know, one of the reasons that you wanted to stay was because the softball team, it's special. The sport is special, but um, uniquely this program and this team, can you elaborate on what you find to be maybe like the the secret to, or, or what just is so unique about Hillsdale softball?
2: I think the number one thing is just how much we love to have fun and how much that fun is just organically created in every conversation, every interaction, whether real words are spoken or just straight up random sounds um, between one another. And it's cool because it's across the board. There isn't one person on our team that is too cool to do something that's wildly ridiculous for a, a, you know collegiate athletic game and that's really cool you're not going to find that many places you're not going to see that on many teams where you just have across the board 20 some girls who are singing in between innings Mm -hmm. uh, singing during at bats dancing in just like very wholesome and vibrant silly ways and it's contagious it's really contagious to be around it and to be in it
1: And I I think that's a great thing, too, for the programs to have. And, And our coaches always say this, too, and we have recruits, and it's that the best recruiting thing that this place has is not the coaches, it's not the facilities, it's not the jerseys, it's not whatever. It's the players. So I think once you can get people that are interested in being here, at least just the slightest bit, if you can get them in the locker room or at a game with players and you can see how much they truly care, not just about the sport and winning, uh, but about their teammates and just about representing the institution. Uh, I, th- I think that's a really, a really important thing that has to be said about about Hillsdale.
0: Oh, without a doubt. And I think, you know, we always are like, hey, coach, let us speak to the recruits. Let us go to these recruit lunches because we do like to, to talk to these people. I mean, I spent my recruit visit with Buns um, playing card games until 2 a.m. And that's like kind of what I'd already committed at that point but that's what had made me comfortable was getting to meet uh teammates uh buns you know as we're we're graduating we're about a a month out from graduation we probably have about a month and a half left um of softball what do you think uh, well I guess one thing that's been on my mind is legacy you know you want to kind of leave an impression on the younger kids that they're going to bring through and what do you think you hope your legacy is to be, or you hope to create um, in your last few weeks here at Hillsdale?
2: This is a deep question. Mm. I'm an emotional person as it is, so I would not be surprised if I accidentally start to cry. Cry, um, Only because, like, I care that much about yeah. everyone. And I had mentioned it a little earlier. The opportunity to coach after softball is super exciting just to get to inspire and encourage those who are younger than me and I hope that I've been able to do that already starting with you know juniors down to freshmen Um, just trying to get them to see what took me five years to understand and that's at one point there isn't mental stuff for you to do you just go out and you have fun Mm. and it sounds so simple (laughs) and it's so it's probably the hardest thing Um, to do in almost any sport, especially softball, just because you're constantly failing. So if you're looking for results, if you're looking for those two run home runs or two home runs, multiple hit games, and you're not getting those and you're not having fun just playing, then the sport is going to take a very hard toll on you. Um, And you're going to wonder whether or not you were, I mean, I tried to quit probably three times, three times yeah. in my in my five years here. Um, and so the fact that I'm here a fifth year after I was completely sure that God was going to uproot me my freshman year and that I just wasn't meant to play softball my sophomore year and COVID hit my junior year. The fact that I'm here five years later is just a testament to how much I have been able to release myself from the pressure that is results and to allow myself the freedom that is to just play.
0: I completely agree. I think that's also something that's super important in softball. Like you said, I mean, uh, a good, maybe an All-American fails about 70 to 60% of the time. A good All-Conference player fails about 80% of the time. And it's really important to just play and have fun. Uh, You touched on your faith um, briefly, Buns. What do you think the biggest lesson uh, God has kind of taught you? Or can you sum it up into one word, um, five years into one word that the Lord has taught you? Can I have two words? Sure. Heart posture. Ooh, explain. So that's going to be more
2: than just one word. That'll be more than one, just two words. Go for it. So heart posture is not checking the box. It is everything that you do, you're doing it because you have the freedom to do it, Right. When what you want to do is what you ought to do, that's when you're truly free. And God has created us to be free people, free creatures. If he didn't want us to be free, then we would all have a relationship with him and we would all be saved and etc. And whatever theology there is, it's, you know, heart posture. So if you just do something just to do it, I just think you are, myself especially, missing out on the goodness that is life itself um in in brief
0: well Buns, thank you for coming on charger rundown that 20 minutes kind of just flew by we really appreciate it i've learned so much from you as a teammate and i'm looking forward to watching plenty more home runs with you and having your back uh in the next month and a half and thank you to listening to charger rundown on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm